Have you ever had your face drawn by someone? That sounds pretty exciting, isn't it? From asking her classmates to pose for her at the age of 14, our guest artist Leah Sheffer has come a long way sketching and painting people's faces. Drawing human figures can be very daunting, but Leah believes that with the right amount of guidance, perspective, and easy-to-follow techniques, anyone can approach this style of painting with ease. In this episode, Leah talks about using mixed media to draw and paint human faces, the hold the pen technique in perspective, why drawing profiles is a good starting point for human figures, the secret tip to achieve proportions in drawing portraits, and the step-by-step -step process to paint landscape and human figures. If you want to be part of the conversation, then send in your questions and topics you want us to cover to hello at etcherlab.com. Hey, this is Jesse from Etcher. We believe in your power to create, so we invited artists from all around the globe to inspire you to keep on creating. Join us in this journey and let's celebrate creativity. This is Make More Art, the podcast. I have a funny remembrance of my uh, uh, drawing as a child. I used to draw horses when I was about five six mm -hmm. <laughs> and i i really made it nice with the manes you know the hair yeah. but the back the back i gave uh, as a cow you know <laughs> so i mixed mixed the horse, horse. with the cow <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because we lived in a town and i didn't see often cow uh horses and horses. cows so <laughs> It was from uh, remembrance, but I had older brothers and sister, much older. The one above me is five years older. So he told me, "Now that's wrong. That's wrong. That's <laughs> a, a horse doesn't have others." <laughs> now that was a funny, funny remembrance. But by that time, it was not so funny because you want to find out yourself, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. Well. Um, well, later when I was 11, I was very proud and surprised because maybe because of those elder brothers and sisters that I, I won a first prize with a, a, a work we had to make uh, stories about a, a week, um, a week trip with school. And then you had to illustrate it with drawings. So I won the first prize. I was very proud. <laughs> then there was, uh, I was 11. Well, at high school, Many children stopped with drawing, but I continued drawing and I liked uh, to make portraits of friends, both lives, and I asked them to, uh, to pose for me, but also from, from pictures. And then my father, he gave me all oil paints when I was um, 15, 16. Oil, oh, yeah. And he, oh. uh, yeah, he taught me to, to paint a still life and put some objects together and uh, with a background that's a nice drapery, you know, the classical, <laughs> classical still life. Yeah, he, my father, my whole family was, uh, well, quite cultural with music lessons. My father, in holidays, he painted uh, outside in Italy and Croatia, painting oh, and drawing. Okay. They sh should call it urban sketching by now, but that yes. was in the, in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what did they call it then, back in the 60s? Wow. Yes, uh, well, a very old name is plein air. 
of course i still love the sound of that word (laughs) yeah yeah but he did it a lot and they were quite good yes and he he used um also markers sometimes which look very modern when you see them now but they were made in the 60s so a very nice remembrance after high school i um i went to the academy in rotterdam uh, it's called uh, uh, it was called the Academy of, of Visual Arts or, or Fine Arts, don't know in English, but now it's called the Willem de Koning Academy in Rotterdam. And I, the field of study I did was painting, drawing and design. So, well, uh, by that time, the uh, education was five years and the last two years were you worked in a studio and by yourself and then uh, the teachers came by uh, yeah what can I tell about my favorite my favorite uh, classes were model drawing I always did that and I still do that uh-huh. I kept on doing that after the uh, academy and yeah, acrylic, watercolors, those were my favorite, uh, favorite techniques. But yes, mm-hmm. model drawing, I still do. Yeah. Monthly. Order. Yes, yes, I, I did it well for 30, 40 years. So <laughs> you, learn, you learn so much about uh, from uh, doing that. Um, well, I did an additional course in teaching, and that course was solid and intense. It uh, it was meant for teaching in cult, uh, cultural institute, not for at, at school, high school. That's another uh, education, uh-huh. and you uh, uh, learn for a teacher. But this was really meant for teaching in in cultural centers. I see. So okay. yes, but it, I, I uh, I'm very glad I did that. I learned uh, a lot of that in teaching. Uh, I graduated art school at the, in the mid-80s, and as soon I started teaching, but yeah, those courses only uh, two and a half hours uh, weekly. Uh, it was, I was very glad I had the chance to get a freelance job as an illustrator uh, in an illustration studio, which had uh, artist impressions, made artist impressions for architecture and building constructions so this was uh, their speciality so yes when did you start making art so you said that um it looks like from the story uh leah that you've always been creative even at a very young age even though that's horse and a cow mixed together there is this creativity and 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 you said you were 11 when you won a, a drawing contest and your, your family, you're, you're surrounded by people who are very supported with you doing art. Mm-hmm. But how, when did you transition to doing watercolor? I know you love like drawing models and human figures, but when did you start using watercolor as a medium to draw and to paint? Oh, I when I say I draw a model, I also mean a mixed media. So oh, okay. I also use uh, use watercolor in mm-hmm. the model drawings and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. No, I I I started watercolor at the uh, 
at the academy. Okay. Uh, our teacher, he used to make still lifes from, uh, he, he went to the market and bought little fishes and uh, mm -hmm. shrimps, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. and then they made a still life of it on mm -hmm. white paper. Mm -hmm. And we did it with watercolor, and I, I loved it. It was in uh, the first year of the oh, art school. Okay, so right yeah. there and then, when you first tried it, you fell in love with the music. Yeah. Mm. Yes. The, the love for models and portrait, what was, what, what was the, the reasoning behind it? Because you started with horses and cows, with animals. But when did it start for you to fall in love, to fall in love with human figures and draw and paint. Oh, yes. When you ask about that, what I did when I started reading, I always read uh, fairy tales uh, from Grimm oh, and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Anderson, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the famous, uh, yeah, and then I started to draw uh, princesses, <laughs> <laughs> sort of thing, okay. like uh, little girls do, you know. Mm -hmm. And well, when you get older, you you uh, get to uh, and you like uh, the princesses. <laughs> you start drawing real people. Yeah. Yes, I I, I think when I uh, started doing portraits, uh, they looked very. They were very look-alike, uh, you know, uh, because the the proportions in the face. I I did. I did well, I think. And at age of 14, now eat some, yeah, around 14, 15, I started with that. But they were careful, mm -hmm. uh, not, not, they were light, you know, huh? yeah. not so much contrast, but uh, huh? the proportions were good, yes. And oh, I liked so, it. So yes. even at, the, at age of 14 and 15, you were already doing portraits. I think you mentioned this earlier when you were drawing, when your classmates were posing for you and you were drawing their, their faces. At the age of yes. 15. Now, uh, that, that was in high school, yeah, but you are uh, in the Netherlands, you are 12 and you go to high school. Eh? And then, uh, well, from 12 till 17, you are at high school. So between yeah. that age, yeah, I made portraits of people. That's yeah, both from photos and from life. Oh, wow. How long does it take you? So they would normally post for you. And how long will that take you to create their portraits? Were you using pencil uh, at that time or charcoal or any kind? Uh, what, what kind of medium were you using back then? No, no, uh, simply pencil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And um, well, uh, it depends. When you do a profile, then you can, can do it in 20 minutes. Oh. So when I when I teach, uh, I sometimes have courses where we have different subjects, you know, landscape and mm -hmm. uh, still life, and and then also two lessons with portrait drawing. And I always start with profile <laughs> uh, because that's that's, and then they pose for each other. Mm -hmm. One is in the middle, yeah, and there was one here and one there. And they draw each other, so about 20 minutes, and then they uh, change. And that's uh, it's always a lot of uh, fun. <laughs> they they yeah. like it very much. And I'm yeah, sure they I did. Too. 
I'm sure they did. And I would really would want, I, I can't imagine being your classmate in a class and then I would post for you and you, you will draw I me. Mean, that must have been amazing. Um, I, I, I'm curious also to find out, did you do any commission works at a young age for portraits? Uh, it's a young age. Yeah, what is young? Yeah. Did you do any commission works? Or did anyone ask you to to draw them and then they will pay for 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 a for a prize did you yeah, have so I, but not at the, not at the, at the young age i uh -huh. think but i do uh, portraits in commission yes a lot uh, with uh, watercolor no, I, in fact i have an uh, i have a website the website is on my instagram at the top yeah so you can can see everything uh -huh. of course it's in dutch it's, uh, <laughs> i'm working on a english I think, translation i think but... I, I pulled your website and you have a way to translate it in english as well that's why i managed to look and uh check oh, your yes. as well so that's why i saw oh, okay. wow you've been doing a lot of portraits and human figures and it looks so amazing leah thank so, you well how for most of our listeners and and this is something that I have observed with similar classes, but in Etcher, that people are very much interested to draw and paint human figures, people. And personally, when I was a kid, all I did was like stick figures, you know, like circle, and then you have a straight line and then do the arms and like that, just stick, like stick figures. I've never really ventured into like drawing like faces because it's it's kind of difficult for me. So if, if let's say if someone would want to start drawing, let's say portraits, like face, what would be your, let's say, top three pieces of advice or tricks that you can share with our listeners or our audience if they would want to draw or paint faces yes well that's uh, not only with faces but um, you should draw what you see and not what you think you see okay that's <laughs> because, a little bit tricky if you can care well, to expand on that yeah so care draw what you see not what you think you see is, is that right yeah because okay. People have a sort of idea that eyes are big. But uh, when you really uh, look at the face, <laughs> the eyes are not so as big. Maybe that's be because when you talk to some, you, you look at his eyes. And well, I had with beginners, I saw that they, they, they have very huge eyes. And uh, then I, I showed them, you know, with. with uh, you see, the eyes is not so big. The lines around the eyes make it look bitter, big, and bigger. Mm -hmm. So paint what you see and not uh, what you think you see. <laughs> and uh, well, the, the proportions in the face are uh, very important. Eyes are on the half. Oh. Uh, this, this piece and this piece is just as big as this still. Here, the highest. Uh, the highest will be your head. Yeah. The top yeah. of the head. The peak of the head. Okay. Yes. With children, it's different. They have a bigger forehead. <laughs> this. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, and what I said, you could start with the profile. That's that's easy. You only see one eye. <laughs> oh, so when you when you're talking about profile, it's like half of the face. Is, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
the profile is half of the face. For, for anyone who will be asking who's not familiar what profile is, it's half half of the face. I tend Shall to, I show you an example? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, if you have. So if you're watching this on YouTube, then you will be able to see um, Leah will be sharing with us some examples of her port uh, portraits. This is profile. Sorry, profile, rather. Yes, and when you see a profile fits in a square, mm -hmm. in a square. It's without a ponytail. That's extra. <laughs> it's, a man, yeah. it's a man with a ponytail. Eh? You see? Yeah. The, the yeah. back of the head. Yes, yes. And the chin. And it, it wow. fits in a profile. And, cool. Okay. Well, and uh, the second one is uh, straight ahead. And then everything is, you know, um, this side and this side are the same. The most difficult thing with portrait is a three-quarter face. That's that's a, uh, yeah. That's difficult. I I'm starting to imagine, and I feel like it's it's kind of hard. When you do model drawing, sometimes you have a, a model who is la uh, laying, uh, and then her head is like this. <laughs> so you see from beneath, <laughs> yeah. and also like this. So the eye, the, so, the head is lifted, and it's like it's tilted uh, towards up. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and then also uh, not straight, but well, in the uh, why that masterclass we do a three quarter face. Oh wow! And, okay, yeah, yeah so but about, I, yeah, let's talk about the the classes. So you've done a live demo with us, Leah, and I, I saw some great feedback from the live demo. It was a you you painted people human figures do you happen to have the sample of of that uh what you did for the live demo it this is what i did for the live demo oh wow that and it was a real know. urban sketch i did it outside this oh. is my 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 son who is uh doing some uh, sketching too mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he wanted to try it can you pull up pull, pull it up again, uh, Leah, for oh, us, for, for yes. our listeners? Uh, sorry, our, our audience as well. So again, if you're listening from uh, from Spotify and Apple, you can check out the YouTube version. And Leah is showing us right now what she did for the live demo. So this is like an outside scene, and then it's your son sitting on the grass, right? Just uh, school. Okay. Yeah. Leah, I have I do have a question for a scene like that. What do you normally draw first as a sketch? Oh, that depends. Uh, it's it's not uh, my. I told that in the in the uh, live demo. It's not that you draw the the figure first mm -hmm. or the background first. Mm -hmm. You draw all the lines together. Uh, for example, I I told that when. When you're busy with doing the fence, okay, and it, it touches the figure, you go go around, and then you go further with the fence. Mm. So, so that uh, is good for the orientation, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the surrounding. Okay, when so you, you start with the lines. Yes, I start with the lines, but I don't do the whole uh, work 
only with lines first and then only the water for uh, color as seconds but mm -hmm. when i i mixed it the first lines a bit of water for color and then maybe more lines you know okay so it's an it's it's not like lines first and then the sketches of the, the let's say in that scene it's a landscape the background and then the human figure so what you did was you you draw the lines and then you add in watercolor and then you go back to the background is that right yeah well uh it, it's because it's there are some sketches who who do a very detailed line sketch and then it doesn't need so much uh painting uh in real yeah it needs some color but uh -huh. not really painting but uh -huh. my work is i think uh a mix between a watercolor and a line painting and not that the line painting is the most important and mm -hmm. the color is only yeah <laughs> only yeah you know so i i Sometimes I think uh, the values of the light, dark, and the colors are enough, and you don't need a line in some parts. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you want to uh, give an accent, and then you do it with a line again. Yeah, it depends. Oh. It's okay. always different. <laughs> that yeah. makes it exciting. Exciting. Okay. Now, one of the things that I that I've read during your live demo as one of the comments is that they, they really liked the way that you taught the class and your the techniques that you used. It's because you took everyone into the journey and into the step-by-step -step process. Like what I said earlier, it can be a very it can be very daunting to paint human figures and people's faces. But your live demo, the feedback that we've gathered from, from the people who watched it was that you made it easy for them. So your background of teaching, um, how do you approach teaching art? Because it's, it's different from what you studied, right, uh, back in college. So how do you, did you approach teaching art in the sense or that you, your students will be able to follow along no matter how complex and complicated the, the human figure or the scene is? How do you approach teaching? And um, given that your background is different um, from teaching art. Yes, but when you teach, you have to make it uh, not simple, but understandable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, well, there are some, well, it's you, I should call it tricks but <laughs> that is for instance i i always uh, say people to watch at um and when, when you draw a line mm -hmm. you should um um consider it as a part of an arrow and then which direction the arrow goes you know mm, like this okay. and not mm. like this or okay. like this or like ah, this right okay you know, you know that there are so when this would be an arrow arrow the arrow would go like this and not like this or this and sometimes the difference is only a little uh, when you do it a little bit uh, not correctly with with uh, perspective with a yeah then it looks strange you know so that's mm -hmm. that's what I see and then I 
teach them when they draw figures, you know, from a photo yeah. that you should. Uh, but also I have a model class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I teach model drawing only once a month. Is, uh, that's, I, I tell them to watch the negative spaces between the legs. And that's that sort of things, tricks, that's very useful for, uh, for the students to learn. And they uh, yeah, immediately, immediately understand it then. And you have to uh, and, yeah, use uh, your pencil uh, like this and like this, you know, to measure, uh, how do you say so you're, it? So you're holding the pencil and then how, how do you do it in order to measure? How do you use the pencil technique or the pen technique yeah. to measure? When you are drawing a life model, mm-hmm. um, what often happen, happens with people who do it for the first time, they start with the head, with a standing figure, and they go down on the arms. And, and then the uh, feet are too much to the left or to the right. And then the figure isn't in... Uh, how do you say it? It falls. Okay. <laughs> because, yeah. You understand? Mm-hmm. It's not in balance. Mm. So you use uh, this to uh, measure, to see where the feet are in, uh, compared to a horizontal line mm-hmm. in, in comparison with the chin. With the and chin. then you see oh, that you see okay. the feet has, have to be... <laughs> A bit under the chin because when you yeah. draw them to the left too much, then the, the model falls. It's <laughs> not in balance, you know. Yeah, that's right. That's and that's right. also with with vertical lines. You can. Uh, that's really uh, very important that you learn to do that with standing figures and with sitting figures. Yeah, those uh, negative spaces. When I have my arm like this, you see a negative space here. Mm-hmm. And when the negative space is correct, well, then you draw the arm correctly. And you understand? That's yes. uh, that sort of thing. So the negative space is really important. And I think it ties up with what you said earlier, that you have to draw what you see and that the, not what you think you see. So yeah. when, you see, when you see that the arms are like... Uh, bent and there's a negative space in between and you have to draw that yes is that right okay yeah yeah and what is uh, what is also very difficult is the um shortens when when i do my arm like this yeah you don't see the arm when i do it like this right this is very very short piece (laughs) i have a hard time doing arms and hands (laughs) okay yeah what do people do they they know an arm is long Uh Uh so it it feels unnaturally to do the the shortage in the the perspective shortage you you know so that is what i tell them and and you can you can measure it with a, a part of your uh, when you close one eye and they say oh yeah you're right <laughs> it is very short the arm in perspective and I yes. look like this yes so when it comes to drawing and painting human figures 
you're saying the perspective is really important because that's what I'm getting from from the tips and tricks that you've been sharing with us, Leah, is that perspective and how you see things, how you measure, those are really important or key element. Yeah, that's the same uh, as as uh, what I said with the lines. Mm-hmm. When you draw, uh, when you do urban sketching and uh, you draw people in a place and you see lines of the ceiling, like uh, I showed you with the, with the mini workshop. Okay, so now yeah, what you're showing us is what you will be doing for the mini workshop. So if you are, again, watching this from YouTube, then you will be able to see that Leah is holding the, the sample of the painting and the, the drawing that she will be sharing with you for the mini workshop, but only the left side of it, right, Leah? I, I can, uh, in, in uh, pencil, I can draw this also, and maybe you can finish it later, the, yeah. <laughs> the right side. But uh, these lines, you know, uh, you can, when you are a beginner and you don't know much about perspective and, uh, you know, finishing point and sort of things, you you, mm-hmm. you can all, always look at, the, yeah, what I said, uh, part of a, arrow and which direction the arrow goes not like this like Mm -hmm. this not like this and not like this but like like this and when you lengthen this line with a pencil because it is a short line then you see better how the uh, direction of the arrow goes so that's sort of tricks i i learn the people about perspective so you imagine that there are arrows. When you look at something, imagine that it's part of an arrow and then you follow that line. Yeah, that direction of the, the arrow. direction yeah. of the arrow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can you pull up that, that uh, painting again, uh, Leah? So this is what you will be doing for the mini workshop. So we're looking at two human figures. One is standing and one is sitting down. So is there a different technique when it comes to drawing uh, human figures which who are sitting down and those that are standing up? Well, for the mini workshop, I gave an outline sketch uh-huh. to make it not too difficult. Yeah. Because we also have to do the watercolor technique with, right. the, with the values. Mm-hmm. But in the uh, masterclass, I won't give the an outline of the figures, only an outline of the furniture. Oh, okay. <laughs> I told you before. Yes. Uh, well, I did uh, a standing figure and a sitting figure, but I, I made sure it was also a uh, profile, also the legs, because a sitting figure uh, frontal, then you have that uh, perspective in, in the thighs, yeah. you know? Yes. And that is difficult. It's difficult. <laughs> well, it is it, it is not difficult if you know how, but to start with a with a uh, the perspective, the shortage in the in the legs. Well, that's uh, yeah, you have to learn them and maybe in another mini workshop I <laughs> that. That might be for another class, yes. Yes. <laughs> Did it answer your question? Yes, it does. It did. It did. Thanks, Leah, for sharing. We're pretty excited about um, that mini workshop because you will be teaching. So you, there's the sketch will be provided, but in the master class, 
you will be teaching them how to sketch as well the human figures yes okay okay so you also mentioned that you do um model you you do teach a class on drawing model figures is that right yes, yes. is that different from the one that you taught for the mini workshop and then the live demo or is the technique similar because from what wow. i've seen in your works i think mostly are like naked figures right and like mostly shadows not a lot of contrast is that right or is the technique similar to what you've taught with us what you've shared during your live and what you will be teaching for the mini workshop well, in my own metal, um, uh, model drawings, I don't use fine liner. I do it directly with uh, watercolors. Okay. I make I make the lines also with watercolor, mm -hmm. and that I I was thinking about doing uh, maybe when I get a chance <laughs> <laughs> workshop with with drawing directly with a brush. You know, oh, okay. and it's not so difficult as you think because you, when you use a, a light color, then you can use your tissue a, as a razor mm. <laughs> when you have a, a wrong line, and, and it goes much quicker than when you first have to uh, make a pencil line and then do the watercolor. Mm -hmm. So, uh, well, and my students. It's a model uh, course. They they use different techniques. There are a few who do watercolor also, mm -hmm. but they're advanced advanced students. And mm -hmm. some do it with uh, with pencil. I see. And some with with charcoal. Okay. So that's different. Mm -hmm. But we do a lot of. Uh, sometimes we start with warming up. Yeah. Warming up for only three or four minutes poses. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Leah. It'll be interesting to also learn from you uh, for model drawing. This is something that always fascinates me. Um, when the likes of, there is this particular artist from from a long time ago, Modigliani or something like that. Modigliani. Uh, yes, he painted a lot of nude paintings, if I'm not mistaken, if I got his last name right. Yes, um, I know him. Uh, the faces are very thin and yes, uh, that's correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that was him. So I was quite fascinated as well with his words. And when I look at your paintings, it's not a similar style, but it will be very interesting to learn that style as well from you. So maybe another class, <laughs> maybe another class. <laughs> <Yeah. That's cool. laughs> but um, okay, we're, we're almost done with with the interview. We're wrapping up the interview, Leah, but. Any pieces or like final words that you can share with our listeners and our audience when it comes to painting people? Because like what I said earlier, it is something that a lot of people would want to paint, but also a lot of people are kind of scared, like myself, to try on and paint people or like portraits or profiles. So any words uh, or pieces of advice that you can share with our listeners and our audience who would want to start and try out painting you and figures? our faces yeah of course well uh i think i i live in a small country where the distances are not so 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 great uh, big so there are always classes you can follow but i i realize when you live in the states or something uh, um, distances are far far greater so 
if you are not in the chance of uh, doing a, a model class, you can you can join with friends who like to draw and draw each other. And uh, you, I, I said, you only have to pose for twenty minutes, and then you change, you know. And um, <clears throat> yeah, you should practice a lot. Maybe you can do it twice a month regularly. That's important. Uh, you should ask the model to wear shorts and a shirt without uh, sleeves so that you can really see the arms, the knees, the ankle, the elbows, you know, that, that's, that's important, the feet and um, the ankle. <clears throat> oh, wow, that, that is, uh, well, you can do it with friends or yeah. you can do it your your husband or your wife <clears throat> but you have to do it regularly mm -hmm. what you can do is afterwards take a picture from the same position you draw and then you can compare if you did it right uh, proportions and well um yeah that that's i think that's uh, very important so not not only draw from photos but draw from real life yeah you can draw from photos also and did you want to know something about portrait <laughs> that's the same i told yeah. you start start with profile yeah the side yeah do the <laughs> profile straight ahead yeah I, I did try some profiles before and yeah, I find it more dramatic in that sense, instead of just painting like the straight face, like in front front of the face. So like the profile adds a little bit more drama, at least that's, that's for me. Um, but the, yeah, we, we look forward to your mini workshop, Leah. I'm sure people are going to be excited to really look and understand how do you draw and paint human figures, one that's standing up and one that's sitting down, and then against a backdrop or in that case, it's in the living room. So it's gonna be a yes. very interesting class. And Leah, thanks again for speaking with me and chatting with me. I learned so much. Uh, like what I said, painting human figures is something that, you know, I'm still on the fence because for, yeah, I had a I had an amazing time. And it, it's really good to be able to connect with an artist who I don't know a lot who do um, like human figures uh, mm -hmm. and faces and profiles and portraits so I'm sure people are going to be very much interested to learn from you through your mini workshop and your master class okay thank you and I'm looking forward to, to do it then <laughs> okay Amazing. thank you so much Leah for being on the show for being on make more art please take care of yourself and we'll see more of you through your classes thank you Leah okay. thank you bye bye Leah's technique for drawing human figures is accessible and easy to follow. Her years of experience, artistry, and love for teaching make her an excellent resource to kickstart your artistic journey. Have you tried painting human faces? How was your experience? Do share with us your stories through the blog post associated with this podcast at etrolab.com. Want to know what goes behind the scenes here at Etcher? We heard ya! We are lifting the curtain and giving you VIP access to do just that. Get to know who does what here at Etcher Lab. So joining me for the Etcher Team Spotlight is Ryzatan. And you probably have seen some of her emails before as part of the admin, but now she is part of the customer support team. I know that this girl loves breakfast and something that we both can agree on. I would let her share more about herself so please welcome to make more art the podcast 
Riza. Hi, Riza. Hi. Hi, guys. I'm Riza. So I'm in Etcher's customer support team. But before I was in the support team, I was an admin. So before I got to handle emails from the customers and answer the inquiries, I already knew the process of the admins um, behind um, behind my brain. So I, I was very confident with my work and I really loved interacting with the customers as well. And I started around March of last year. So I'm almost mm-hmm. spending a year with Etcher. And wow. so far, I love the experience because everyone is so nice in the team. Um, they make work more enjoyable, which I always look forward to work to because even if we're all working remotely, it feels like there's no distance between all of us. And yeah, and what I do is work-wise, uh, like I said, I answer inquiries from our customers and I do a lot of back-end things as well if my team needs help with reports, feedbacks from customers, I help I help with that. But um, with my hobbies, what I love doing is I also do art. But I was about to ask um, that. So what oh, kind yeah. of art? What kind of art? Because this is something that I've learned for after interviewing people within the editor team is that some of them started doing art when they joined Etcher. But yeah, it's listed in your bio that you but you do art on the side. So can you share a little bit more about that? And I, by the way, I love your room, the lighting. And <laughs> Thank the, you. The, in your background, is that a, is that a tapestry? It's a tapestry. Yeah. Yes, it's a tapestry. I love it. So, okay, so art, you. what kind of art do you do? Before, when I was a kid, I did a lot of watercolor, a lot of sketching, and then it gradually evolved into line um, ink art, a lot of line art with ink details. And then after that, I wanted to explore more digital aspects. So now I'm trying to focus more on making digital art, but it's still a work in progress. It's just, I really like the, the flexibility of digital art that I can't do with traditional art. So I'm doing more of that now and I'm trying to get back into it deeper. Because, oh, wow. you know, it's try to balance what I love doing and work. So, yeah. That's good to, to know. And I was, I, I'm, I'm interested. Did you design the tapestry? No, no, I did not. <laughs> so sad. What kind I of, digital, I did. what's the, the usual subjects that you do for digital art? Right now, I'm doing a lot of anime-based mm-hmm. art. Because I, I see it more of a, a warm-up for me, mm-hmm. like a case study. Because I'm not going to do anime art for the rest of my life it's just right. where I want to start with and then mm-hmm. maybe build my skills from there when it comes to digital art mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's been really fun anime wow <laughs> I haven't tried that I went to watercolor as well but I've never done anime I mean I haven't done <laughs> art either so working for a shirt you rolling into a year and you're also a pandemic hire. I think all of us are mm-hmm, we're yes. a pandemic hire. Yeah. And uh, I saw in in, in, what, in our Slack that you guys went to the Enchanted Kingdom. So for, yes. for those who are listening outside of the Philippines, it's a theme park. It's a known theme park in the Philippines. It's called Enchanted Kingdom. And you guys, the admin team and you from the customer <laughs> went out. And for, for people, just an FYI, all of us with an etcher, we work remotely. So mm-hmm. it's like a milestone for, for us, yeah. <laughs> at least to see people gathering together. You can share a little bit more about that. 
it was really fun because it, it didn't feel like I was meeting my workmates for the first time. It just it felt like an extension of our video calls, except it's not about work. So it was really fun meeting them in person and getting along with them was so easy. It's, it felt like we've known each other for more than a year. Yeah. It was really fun. And I wish I got to see them again in person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I was a little bit, you know, jealous that oh, <laughs> they, they, they were able to see each other. And it's so great to see you guys together, yeah. not in squares, like yeah, yeah. meetings, but to you know, like physically together. So I, I hope we can do more of that, probably for those who are in the same country, like in the Philippines and maybe those who are outside, but, you know, several of them yeah. in the same country, city, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, it. I mean, given the the kind of work that we do and with the restrictions, I'm glad that you guys were able to pull that off. And mm-hmm. you guys look so cute and adorable. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Riza, thank you so much for, for chatting with me and for all the work that you do um, previously as an admin and now as part of the customer support team and looking forward to seeing more of your art. Make your heart. Thank you. <laughs> Make Thank you, Raisa. Thank you, Raisa. Thank you, Bye. We would love to hear your thoughts. So please drop us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast where you can find us on YouTube at Entry Studio. And, oh, hitting the subscribe button is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again next time. Until then, let's make more art.